And the next fundamental after decision making is a person's hot button. This is a key trigger to how they make decisions, and it is its own separate distinction. Again, you might be collecting this data because you're on the phone with someone and initially you're encountering some resistance and that throws you into a dialogue where maybe you can ask them a question or two before the call winds down. Or it could be that they decided to meet with you face to face after the way you handled the objection. You're sitting down with them immediately during the small talk. You're asking them questions about how they decided this or how they chose that. You've begun to unveil, uncover the decision-making strategy. And now we go for the crown jewel, which is to understand the person's hot button. What do I mean by a hot button? Well, let me say first off that a person's hot button is what I would consider senior data. What I'm saying is that when you meet with someone or talk to someone, there's junior data and there's senior data. How they make decisions, that's senior data. What's their hot button? That's senior data. You know, details about their business are critical, but they're going to give that same data to anyone with whom they'd have the conversation. So it is, by that measure, junior data. That doesn't mean it's not important, just that some data is more senior to others. Now, a person's hot button really is their primary motivator. Now, what's interesting is that a person's primary motivator is usually hidden from view, not just from them, but from people that they interact with. However, this hiding mechanism is very predictable because the way a person acts is the opposite of how they feel about themselves. So the way a person acts is the exact opposite of how they feel about themselves. Let's look at this specifically. Just intuitively, if someone goes around acting superior, how do you think they really feel about themselves? That's right, inferior. Bill Gates doesn't go around acting superior. Bill Gates doesn't act superior because he is superior. Why would he need to act that way? That would be weird, right? If someone acts tough, really tough, usually that's because as a child they felt weak. This idea, this hot button, this primary motivator, forms really somewhere around three to five years old. It is an early identity development that is based on you making the decision as a child about what you thought was principally wrong with you. And every human being, as a child, determines for themselves what they think is wrong with them. And then they act the opposite of that as they go through life as a way to overcompensate. So you'll meet people who, who are billionaires. And if you examine their inner psychology, they think they're worthless. No matter how much money they have, it's never enough. The bottom line is that people act the opposite of how they feel about themselves. The act is how they overcompensate. The bottom line is that you want to be able 
to read this aspect of a person. Because at the end of the day, this is a huge component of why a person will make a move. You will sometimes come across advisors who are doing very well and their business is doing very well, but their manager has failed to make them feel important. And for them, feeling important is a primary driver. You will come across advisors who feel like at their firm, they don't truly belong. And belonging for them is a primary driver, right? There's a lot more that we could spend on this subject. If you wanted to study it for any reason academically, just look up the subject reaction formation. If you look up reaction formation, you will gain more clinical insight into this aspect of a person's development. For you, from a sales point of view, you want to make sure that you read a person's primary driver and that your communication and the idea of them moving to your firm is going to appeal to that primary driver or that you're going to frame it or phrase it in a way that appeals to that primary driver. Remember, my primary concern as a coach is really does it work and does it produce results? It's not that I don't spend my own time in in academic data. Many people know that I spent several years being trained early on in my career by a member of the CIA and advanced communication skills, which is where some of this comes from. But this is not an academic conversation, right? What you and I are looking for is what's workable and how can I put it to work? 